With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, or simply just want to soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder. Or find a featured all-inclusive package to Sunscape Resorts and Spas and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. You guys, have you heard about Squarespace? You must have, because I talk about it all the time. Their website has helped me with my businesses, but it will also help you grow your business. And it really does take the guesswork out of building a website. They have so many helpful and amazing tools, product features, and they make it so user-friendly. Now, one of our favorite product features is the Fluid Engine. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. Start with a best-in-class website template and then customize every design detail with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. Stretch your imagination online with Fluid Engine, built in and ready to go on any new Squarespace site. Go to squarespace.com slash drama for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code drama to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Oh my God, this summer, I just want to be sitting somewhere in the sun, reading a book all summer long. And I know that's not the reality, but I'm going to build this fantasy in my head and Macy's is going to help me do it. Do it. I'm going to get a caftan. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> I need you in one of those giant straw hats yes. that says Bon Voyage. Easy. Guys, check out Macy's.com for new bathing suits, beach towels, even floaties for the kids. They have all the poolside and beach essentials that we need for our summer and yours too. Shop at Macy's.com or in-store. Get ready to simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant makes navigation a breeze. Plus, with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices, you can keep everyone entertained while you're on the road. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience for yourself and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. First of all, you don't know me. <laughs> We're all about that high school drama girl, drama girl, all about them high school queens. We'll take you for a ride in our comic girl, drama girl. cheering for the right team. Drama queens, drama queens, smart girl, rough girl, fashion but you're tough girl, you could sit with us girl. Drama queens, drama queens, drama queens, drama, drama queens, drama queens. Hey everybody, season six, episode three, Get Cape, Wear Cape, Fly, episode, air date, September 15th, 2008. Guys, we have 
the inimitable Robbie Jones here with us again. Back by popular demand. You loved him in the Q&A. You wanted more and we got more for you. We brought him in. This is a really big episode um, all about Quentin's passing and the aftermath of that. And um, we just would love to talk. Now, the strike's over with you more, Robbie, also about Quentin. Would you like to read the synopsis, Robbie? Okay, let's see. What happened was I actually started to watch the episode. Did you also burst into tears immediately or no? <laughs> it was close. I was, I, okay. I, no joke. I was like, I started watching and like the very first, you know, the, literally the very first 45 seconds, you're like, oh man, this mm-hmm. is hitting me. Mm-hmm. It's hitting me. How did they do that? Mm-hmm. Uh, season six, episode three, Get Cape. Wear Cape Fly. Air date, September 15, 2008. Gee whiz, that's a long time ago. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Lucas returns from Las Vegas and learns of a tragic death of Quentin Fields as Nathan and Haley struggle to find a way to help Jamie understand the death of Quentin, who was a close friend of theirs. Lucas skills Nathan, Haley, and Peyton go to visit Quentin's mom and give their sympathies. Jamie meets Quentin's brother, Andre. Mm. Oh, Liz Freelander wrote, I mean, directed this. Man. That's why it's so good. That checks out. She's great. She has such a skill for allowing us to be. And, you know, Robbie, we've talked about, it's also, hold on. I just have to say, it's so exciting to have you here and actually be able to talk about the show. Because for the whole strike, we haven't been able to talk about this with any of our friends. So, Hi, I'm so glad you're our first post-strike friend to actually be able to talk about their work. Yes. Well, thank you. I'm so I'm so honored to be here again. And this is beautiful. And I was feeling so Aww. weird the last time we were talking, not being able to like directly address yeah. anything. And I was like, man, there's so much to talk about, but we can't even talk about it. It's great. And like that job we did one time in an right. undisclosed place that we shan't discuss. Right. <laughs> it's crazy. But like, this is such a special episode. And it's so emotional. And I think so much of it is because of the way that Liz shot it and allowed all of the scenes to breathe. I have a note. I like that they're letting us sit with it. The grief, the shock. It's patient. Yes. The episode is patient with our feelings about your character's passing. Yeah. And in a show this big with this many characters, so often it's like, bam, 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 bam. You know, you're just like running from scene to scene. And- to really just sit on people's faces as they're feeling and processing. I I just found such like relief in it. It kind of felt like a deep breath that they let us really be with our sadness. Yeah. Liz is great with that. She's there's a dance with the camera that some directors really understand and they know how to get it out of their camera people too, where it's not Mm -hmm. just choppy cut, cut, cut. Sometimes that works, but Man, she really, her way of communication on set with the actors, with the crew and the camera guys, um, and even with the producers who are giving her notes in real time as everything flows, she has such a, it, it's like a dance watching her work and it comes through on screen. So she really was so perfect for this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, she was awesome. I, I, I wasn't there, but uh, <laughs> I, got, I got a chance to work with her a lot. I feel like over the, the, the seasons that yeah. I was there and I feel like she was she was one of my favorites. So, yeah, she's great. Robbie, did you watch this episode before, like when the show was airing in 2008? Or were you kind of like, man, I'm off the show. I don't want to, I don't want to know. No, I definitely watched. I had to see mm-hmm. what, what was going to happen. Yeah. And I tell people, 
So this is the funny part, right? So <clears throat> for years and years and years and years and years, when I would run into people who love the show, the first thing they would say to me, nine times out of nine, I want to say nine times out of 10, almost 100% of the time, is the very first thing they say to me is go, oh my gosh, I cried so much when you died. Yeah. Nine times, out, pretty much 90% wow. of the time. And I'd be like, you know what? The crazy part is I cry too. <laughs> and they always are like, no way. And I'm like, yeah. And I knew it was coming. It was yeah. really that moving. So like when I did see the episode, it was like, oh man, this is, mm -hmm. you know, it really did all that. And to see how they, they made Quentin's life affect everyone else's life on the show. That was like, mm -hmm. I thought that was pretty brilliant. And I yeah. thought it worked really, really well. And, I, you know, it, it was crazy. It was crazy and it was sad and it was heartfelt. And to see my little brother and my mama and mm. all that stuff. And it was crazy. It was really it's heartbreaking. Can we rewind a little bit? to Because now that we get to talk to you about Quentin, about your character and being on the show, um, you know, you said in our Q&A that you were, it was your first acting gig. Yes. What, what was it like beyond, you know, I know you said you, you, we all had fun on set and that was really cool, but we couldn't talk too much about it. But now that you can, um, did it, was there any particular, you're such a hard worker. Was there any kind of research you had to do or any kind of, did it all feel just really natural and came very easily? Was, what was the experience moving to Wilmington like for you? Can you just sort of give us the lay of the land? Well, I guess I'll start at the beginning. Um, I get the audition. It was like, you know, it comes across and you're like, oh, wow, this is perfect. This is perfect. Young basketball player, got a mean streak, all this stuff. So I go and I work the material with my acting class at the time. And I'm just like, ooh, this is going to be cool. It's kind of perfect. You know, I'm a basketball player. I'm still playing basketball at the time. Yeah. Going for the meeting. Have a great meeting. Feel like I did everything I wanted to do. Boom. Ooh, killed it. Ugh. Get the call back. <laughs> and it all is going fantastic. And you can just tell it's, it's happening in the room. Like, it's happening. So I leave there. I get a call from my manager. And he's like, hey, they want to see you play basketball. Uh, can you come to the Warner Ranch? And I was like... <laughs> I got this in the bag. I was like, oh, it's a, I was like, yeah, I was like, it's a wrap. Done. Because I'm not even <laughs> an actor at the time. You know what I mean? I'm a basketball yeah. player. I'm like, oh, this is going to be please. When? What time? <laughs> so I go, I go, I go to the ranch. They throw me a basketball. They have a little basketball hoop set up in the back, and I'm just dunking and just doing all kind of stuff. And they it literally, it was like 45 seconds. They're like, Oh, that'll be enough. Thank you. No, that's fine. Come on. Can we get you to come on? <laughs> <They're> like, <laughs> you're good. You believe me, you're good. And then immediately it was just like, sell, sell, sell. This is why this is going to be great. You know, you're going to be awesome, blah, blah. And I was just like playing it super cool. Like, oh, okay. Well, I hope it works out. And in my mind, I was like, this is crazy. This is happening. I love that you had the wherewithal to play it cool. Yeah. Super. Cool. Like, I don't have that. Super cool. I love that you have that first time out the gate <laughs> it felt like it was like a college recruiting trip or something you're gonna love Wilmington Robbie blah 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 this is gonna be you know, whatever so 
I get the job and fast forward the first day on set. We know about that. We talked about that. Mind blowing, mm-hmm. amazing experience. And then it just got better and better and better and better and more yeah. fun and more fun. And to answer your question, like I gave you the long version, it just felt so natural to me because I had been some version of Q years ago when I was playing in high school and playing in college and playing professionally. And I had met Q before. I had mm. met guys like Q. I had met, you know what I mean? So that wasn't me, mm. but I definitely could tap into that because I had been around guys like that my whole life. Um, but you weren't intimidated. That's what so, was so interesting, especially for somebody mm-hmm. who is, it's their first gig. A lot of people show up on sets, especially on a show that's doing really well. And they, the fact that you just let out your charisma on 11, like mm. just let it out. There was no, you could tell that was happening so comfortably and I it it was shocking I think a lot of people hold back or they're trying to craft it or you know they're working on it so hard you see all the footprints of the rehearsal all around their performance and you were just so free why how did you do that (laughs) I think it was honestly I felt like from the beginning I felt like this character was gonna be what I made it Mm. if that makes sense like I felt like they knew what they wanted, but I felt like if I gave them what I can bring, they would they would get on they would they would hop on the the, the train. You know what I mean? Because I felt like this character could be more than what it's written for. And wow. originally, originally it was like a three to five episode arc, mm-hmm. and so it was like, how do I make this guy pop off the page, pop off yeah. the, the thing, and that was kind of just like the fun part because everybody around me, the creative juices were just like, yeah, do that, do that. No, no, no. Mm. What was that thing you just did? Do, do more of that. You know what I mean? Like mm. I, I felt that. And I told you, um, Paul, he was amazing. He just was yeah. like, he's such an actor's director. He loved you. And he just, he just was like, he just fit, poured into me and gave me the confidence and the energy to just like keep doing more of, of the stuff that felt natural for me. There, that is so unusual for actors, I think, it, on TV shows at, at a young age to come in and not just because we're all so afraid we're never going to get another job. It's like you go in, you just want to do exactly what they want so that they hire you again and then they right. say good things about you. So you move on to the next job mm. to be able to come in at your first gig and rather than just play nice and give them exactly what they want, you you were you were nice, you were great, but like you went way above and beyond and just took risks and then they paid off. It's so exciting. That's what yeah. it is. That's what we're doing, right? Why are you acting if you're not willing to do that or in an environment where they're fostering that? It's so exciting. Yeah. It was a blessing that I think, I think Paul was a real blessing because he was my first director. Mm. And, and to have him be the guy who kind of laid the standard for me, like, no, this is how you're supposed to do it. I was like, oh, awesome. <laughs> cool. I'm going to keep doing it. Yeah. And it'll be different directors, but it was like, oh, yeah, you already messed up and let Paul tell me what I'm supposed <laughs> to do. So. I already got permission from yeah, dad. No it's, no, it's fine. No, it's fine. I to, Paul told me I'm good. So I'm going to keep doing this thing. You know what I mean? Awesome. <laughs> well, and to have someone you can trust like that, give you, kind of give you the keys to the castle your first time out of the gate. Like, I would imagine that that experience with him, because he is such an actor's director and he is, I mean, God, you know, six seasons in for us, such an incredible team captain. And, yeah, that you got to show up and work with him 
it is striking to think about how freeing that probably was. Mm-hmm. And I would imagine that having had that initial experience on that first episode, you just go, oh, I want more of this. I want to, I want to keep feeling like this. For sure. And that's, that's the best of it. Like you were saying, Joy, like, what are we doing this for? If not that feeling when you get to be on set and feel joyful and happy and love the people that you're around and be creative and be laughing and be playing and be in your body. Like we had that together so often on our show. And I, I think that since then, like, I mean, God, I know what it's like to not have that at all and to be like, what is happening here? This is so scary. And then to also like get on a set where you go, it's back. Like, this is the feeling I want. This feels free. This feels fun. Like, you know, I had that on the last show I did, Good Sam, and I had that on my play in London this summer. Like, just groups of people where I was like, I can't wait to get back to set. I can't wait to get back to the theater. Mm. Like, what a gift that is when we have those moments together. Yeah. Wow. Is it weird now? Because, I mean, you read the synopsis. Like, I know it's weird for all of us that this episode aired in 2008. Like, what is time? It's fake. Is it weird? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm like, what are you talking about? That cannot be possible. Did you know that? Time is fake. I believe it is a lie. Like, what is it so weird to look back on it now and feel those feelings again? Because what I will tell you is this episode is so visceral for me. Like, of the 187 episodes of this show that I made, this is top three experiences for me. And, like, God, we got to the funeral, and I was like, here it comes. I could smell mm. the leaves on the ground. Mm. I, I I, remembered. I knew what was coming in the slow-mo when Jamie took the cape out. I mm. knew what it would feel like to grab his little hand. Like, it's sense memory in my body. It affected me so much. And... Do you have that? Like, does it take you right back there? Or does it feel like it was, you know, 15 years ago? Me? Mm-hmm. Well, I, what the parts of the episodes that I saw, like I said, I wasn't actually there on set for this episode. Yeah. So to watch it, it like I said, it, it just it just grabs your heart and breaks mm. it because I know better than anyone the arc of Quentin Fields and kind of where I always believed he was going and to have that cut short and then to see how it affected everybody on the show Mm. and to know that in real life outside of the show, it was being cut short. It was kind of like a Mm -hmm. a whatever multifaceted layered thing for me to know that like I'm watching the end of this all. Mm -hmm. It was, it hit me. It was heavy, you know? And to know, like, okay, this is yeah. this is it for for Quentin Fields, but this is also it for Robbie Jones on One Tree Hill. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was like, oh, this is man, get it together, <laughs> Jones, get it together, man. Like, this is not real, but it just, like you said, there's a visceral feeling, even though I wasn't even there, just to watch a funeral yeah. of your character and to yeah. feel it on so many levels. Like, this is the death of. Quentin Fields, but then also the death of Robbie on the show. It's like, wow. When you watch the show on any other episode that you were on, though, does it ever take you back? Like, are there are there moments that you've had on the show that did take you back when you watch it? And you're like, oh, "Oh, I can smell like what Sophia's saying. Sophia's saying, like, I can smell the leaves. I can, you know, feel that. What were your, what are, give me like top two. What are your memories on being on that show? Like BTS. So, 
there was some stuff that that me and James did out at the the river court that mm. like, we we shot a lot out there, and I felt like there were just moments where you're you're just like in such a zone that it just brings you all back. As soon as you're watching it, you're just like, oh mm-hmm. man, I was zoning out that day, like uh, and and then some of the stuff that we shot in um in Laney High School. That's why it's always so crazy when we go back there and do, you know, the the stuff with the with the uh, charity uh stuff. It's yeah. like, mm-hmm. oh man, it just brings it all back. Like some of the stuff that even you were there, Joy, uh the stuff that like when you came to practice that day and we're running around playing and I got yeah. the cast on and all that stuff is just like, oh man, I remember I remember that was right here. That was right there and like even this like this past weekend when we were there, I was doing a meet and greet and um, these two young ladies, they really loved the show. And they were like, can you do that thing that you did with, with Jamie, the little dance routine? And I was like, you know, that happened like right there, like on the floor, like right there. <laughs> so like we totally like redid it and had some fun with it. But oh, it's, it's like, so good. it all comes back to you just like, yeah. boom, like, yeah, it's, it, it, it's, a, it's a really, really kind of cool experience to watch these shows back years later yeah. and then just go whoa i feel all that again yeah yeah we tell you every so often we don't work with sponsors whose stuff we don't use and i really love a lot of the things we've found on this podcast from like better pillows to better towels to all the other things but this freaking app The amount of money it has saved me, I didn't know how many weird little things I was subscribed to from like reading a Substack and being like, yes, to doing some random app download because I needed a feature and then I forgot. The amount of just like monthly bills that I was paying for that added up to be like hundreds and hundreds of dollars, I was mortified. Well, Rocket Money is the solution and saves our but every time you guys rocket money, <laughs> it's a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. It monitors your spending and it helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. Rocket money has over 5 million users, including us, and it has saved people a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So like $5 here and $8 there really mm-hmm. adds up. They have saved members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. It's incredible. Rocket Money will even try to negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. So all you have to do is submit a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. They'll deal with customer service for you. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash queens. That's rocketmoney.com slash queens, rocketmoney.com slash queens. So I play this little game every morning where I leave the house looking decrepit. And then I drop my children off at school. And then I get to my office and I take out a nice, cute little bag that came with my Thrive Cosmetic order. And with just a couple of products, I'm able to look like a normal, happy, healthy human again. It's incredible. I love these products. Thrive Cosmetics has a full line of makeup to refresh your everyday look. With clean, skin-loving ingredients, their foolproof products make it easy for any skill level to apply. 
Now, a few of my favorite products include their incredible Infinity Waterproof Eyebrow Liner. It's easy-to-use waterproof pencil, holds like wax, and blends like a powder. Just line brows to give them some structure and create natural-looking strokes of hair to fill in sparse brows. It comes with a spoolie brush to lift and tame brows after applying the pencil, and there are eight shades to choose from that adjust to your natural brow color for a perfect match every time. Now, my other favorite product, I've been talking about this forever, is the Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara. Their unique formula creates tubes around each eyelash to lengthen them. And it's super easy to remove, you guys. This is my favorite part. It just slides right off with warm water, doesn't leave smudges, doesn't pull your eyelashes out. It's incredible. Its nourishing ingredients support longer, stronger, and healthier-looking lashes over time. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash drama. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash drama for 10% off your first order. I think this is such a brilliant invention and I wish somebody had come up with it earlier, but I'm glad we have it now. (laughs) You know, I've been doing theater since I was a little kid. My mom has all these videotapes of me and all these productions. And then we also have all of our family movies and all of the family photo albums and all of the everything that just takes up so much space. And I'm so grateful that Legacy Box created this whole platform to be able to condense these amazing memories down into something that's actually tangible and easy to access. Well, and with Mother's Day fast approaching, it is a great gift for the whole family. So you can relive moments like wedding days, first steps, or the embarrassing haircut you had in the 90s. You can (laughs) reconnect with your family's history and hear your grandmother's voice again for the first time. Yes, the process is so easy. You just send in your legacy box filled with old VHS tapes, camcorder tapes, and pictures, and their team professionally digitizes everything by hand In the USA, you'll get everything back on the cloud or a thumb drive along with your originals. It's so easy. Yeah. I mean, again, the VHSs, my my new project is that I found Jeffrey's big, huge storage containers of VHS, and he was making TV shows in the late 80s, early 90s that I never got to see. This so is good. my chance. So All of his pilots that never, that never aired, girl, right? I love uh. those old beta tapes. Yes. <laughs> so you guys can do this too. Join over 1.5 million families that have trusted Legacy Box with their memories. Just go to LegacyBox.com slash drama to save 60% during their best Mother's Day sale ever. That's LegacyBox.com slash drama. Friends, we need a second to talk about Squarespace. Squarespace has so many helpful and amazing tools, product features, and they make it so user-friendly. Now, one of the product features that I love is their asset library. You can upload, organize, and access all of your content from one place. With the new asset library, you're able to manage all of your files from one central hub and use them across the Squarespace platform. They also have flexible website templates, so you can get started with one of their professional website templates with designs for every category and use case. Then you just customize your look, update content, and add features to fit your unique needs. You can make any Squarespace template do what you want. So your idea, your brand, or your business stands out online on every device. Plus, 
They will make selling your products on an online store a breeze. Whether you sell physical, digital, or service products, Squarespace has the tools you need to start selling online. Go to squarespace.com drama for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code drama to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Did you know that he was going to die? Did they tell you right away that this was the plan for, for Quentin? Or was this a, a surprise? Like, did you get the script and find out? Did your agent call you? How did this go down? You don't really want to know, do you? I really do. Yes. We've been trying to figure it out. This is, what I'm going to give you is the real, real. Are okay. you ready? I want yes. the real, real. This is just between us. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and everybody else who turned to me. So this, this all unfolded because my series regular deal fell apart. Damn it. What? I got an offer at the end of that season to be a series regular. And it was not a good offer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And my manager at the time was supposed to, because this was my first gig, we were going to use this series regular let me rewind two steps. I was on set filming my first movie while this offer came in. Mm. And this and this first movie, it was like some momentum had started building. I got the yeah. Hunter Hill gig and then I booked this movie with Forrest Whitaker. He just got he just won the Oscar for for Last, Last King, of, King Scotland. of Scotland. And this was his yeah. first movie after that. Yeah. Everybody wanted this role. So I got this role in this film Hurricane Season and I'm in New Orleans filming this movie. And this is while we're on hiatus, just so the people at home know. Yeah. So we okay. got the offer and it was like, oh, snap. Awesome. Let's use this to leverage an agent. Let's get an agent now. We got an, we got an offer. Let's get this agent on board. Let's meet with some agencies, get them to negotiate this thing up to where we yeah. want to do. My manager... He did his own thing. He went rogue. Needless to say, we split ways after this whole thing. And then our EP called me and was like, hey, Rob, um, so we've been going back and forth with with your manager and looking like this isn't going to happen because it got to one of those, you know, take it or leave it situations. Mm -hmm. But so here's the deal, Rob. I... uh, I got this. I got this idea that uh, we're going to kill Q. And hey, just just understand, it's not because of you. Any, we love you. We wanted you, but I have an idea of how this could really affect the whole show. And da 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 da. And he ran it all down to me, and I literally was like, "That's kind of brilliant." And I understand. And as much as I hate that this is happening, you've you've made a successful show. You're over 100 episodes in. I cannot question any decision you're making, no matter how much it affects me and the way I feel like mm. it's negative. I appreciate the opportunity. Love you. Appreciate it. And he's like, we're going to bring you back some. And I, and I was like, how are you going to do that? And he was like, I'll let you know later, but we're going to keep bringing you back a little bit. Mm. I was like, all right. <laughs> we like ghosts on One Tree Hill. And that was that. We had a nice long conversation about how he's going to kill my character. Wow. While I was in my hotel room shooting another movie Oof. in oh. between filming days, and I was heartbroken. 
did that get into your head on when you went back to work on the film set the next day? I was just so upset with my manager at the time. I just yeah. had to like flush it all down and, and yeah. compartmentalize. And, yeah, but yeah. had that's no when I- you really have to separate. Yeah, yeah, but, but had no idea how our the whole situation behind the scenes was all faulty. It wasn't all. It wasn't right on oh, both no. on both sides. It was it was messy, yeah. but it turned out to be the biggest massive blessing that it could have ever been and it was it was right and it was it was supposed to happen like that and it's it's paid dividends a million times over but that's the real deal it was a series regular deal went wrong and then it was like option two is kill q it was never Um, it was never like this is what we're gonna Uh, do he was supposed to be around Add it to the list for multiple seasons. It's so hard. Of all the ways we've been wronged, we got robbed of Brooke and and, uh, Uncle Cooper. We got robbed. Add it to the robbery inventory. (laughs) Damn it. She was supposed to be around, guys. She was supposed to be around. You know what I think is hard? And I will say on the heels of our strike, because we've, you know, Joy and Hillary and I have really tried to talk to the listeners and to the fans about like what the industry looks like Mm -hmm. you know i think the strike has been really illuminating because we've had so many people message us to be like wow we had no idea what you guys were fighting for we had no idea what your union did and Mm -hmm. we thought like all the actors just got paid all the money like we didn't really know that most people are struggling in your industry actors crew you know the list goes on and i think it's really powerful when we can kind of like remove the veil of illusion, right? Right. And I think something that a lot of people don't know, and it leans into like, well, why didn't somebody say something? If it was a Me Too situation, if there was, you know, violence in the workplace or misbehavior or whatever, I think it's really powerful when we can tell stories like yours about how very often young kids become collateral damage of grown-up egos. Mm -hmm. Like, we had a bunch of grown-ups who didn't want to pay you fairly, and by the way, that's ridiculous. Like this show was making a fortune for a lot of people, not us, unfortunately, but a lot of people. And people were tuning in for you too, by the way. Yes. Like you like, were they really popular. Paid you fair wages and they didn't want to. And suddenly, like a, you know, a young, unbearably talented person becomes collateral damage because you have a grown-up manager who's got an ego and doesn't want to lose. And we've got grown-up executives who have egos and don't want to give in. And like, yeah, it's, it's it's heavy to be the kid who suffers for the for the um, faults of people old enough to be our parents, right? And nobody's yeah. telling us that, by the way. We're no. just bearing it, walking around, going, "I don't know what happened. Maybe What's I wasn't happening? good enough. Maybe this. Mm-hmm. Maybe that." And it just has nothing to do with us. We're doing right. yeah. the best we could do. Yeah. So I, I guess I just want to say thank you for being honest about it because. I think a lot of people have been through versions of the story you just told. And I mean, I know I have, my God. And like, it is helpful to know that there are these practices at play in this space we work in. And I do think the more we kind of share with each other, like, you know, the losses and the wins, the better. Like, my God, you know, me, me and the girls, like we tell each, we, People are always like, well, you don't talk about like, you know, money or politics or whatever added to the list. We're like, hey, what'd you get on that show? Should we talk? What does your contract look like? Right. Yeah. What, what provisions are you getting? Because right. I want to go argue. Like we yeah. share everything. You in have our to groups. now. 
You have to. That's so smart, by the way. You know? Oh, yeah. It's like, yeah. it's how we protect each other. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just really grateful when people are willing to be like, you want to know what really happened? I'll tell you. Yeah, exactly. I love that stuff, actually. It's such a powerful way also of eliminating the stereotype of jealousy and that constant, yeah. like, keeping a secret and I don't want to know, what do you have in this? It's just... To just let's just open up the floor. Let's open it all up. There's no reason yeah. to be unreasonable about whoever's where in their career. What's what's a reasonable thing about where you are on the list of you know earn earn earning uh, based on your uh, overseas market or what you know what those are all things yeah. that are very real numbers. It's totally reasonable to talk about those things, and we shouldn't have to b- button everything up because we're afraid of um, each mm-hmm. other when we could be so much yeah. more powerful together. Yeah, we just got to give each other the cheat codes. Yeah, (laughs) totally. You know, I think it's important. And something, it's interesting talking about that. I I saw a cheat code happening in this episode. And Robbie, I don't know if you know this, but obviously you had such a heavy storyline, Quentin and the whole Scott family. So you, you know, we were all hanging out on set every day, but you were doing most of your on-camera work with Joy and James and Jackson. Mm -hmm. And and of course, Antoine and Chad and... Mm -hmm. There was such a cool thing that, like, I got so excited about watching this episode back because this was the first season that James started directing on our show. And he got so passionate about it. I remember he was, like, starting to shadow the producers and starting to shadow Paul and Mm. all that stuff. And when, when Nathan knocked on Brooke's door, I had this, like, immediate sense memory moment, like I was saying earlier. I had forgotten this until I saw the scene. James went and advocated to the writers that like in all the connecting Nathan was doing with Quentin, we were missing the Nathan and Brooke being like essentially the same characters in high school. We were missing them connect as grownups about their journey. And like he pitched that. He did. I didn't know that. Mm. Yes, he pitched that. He was like, I think we're really missing an opportunity. And with this character having gone through this thing, like this violence, I think it's weird that this man yeah. who's been in her life all this time, who's the only person who knows her journey with toxic parents and whatever, isn't going to talk to her about it. And he, he was right. So insightful. It is such a good scene. And it, I just was like, oh my God, I remember now. He went and like argued that. I mean, not argued, had this great idea. And they loved it and they put it in the episode. And I was like, whoa, he was... He was directing before he was even directing. Yeah. And like, that's a cheat code. Like having the confidence as an actor six years into a job to be like, hey, if this was like my real life with my real friends who I've been working with for six years, I would immediately go check on this person. Why aren't we doing that on camera? (laughs) And they put it in the show. That boy deserves a writing credit. (laughs) So good. (laughs) Wait, okay, wait, let's talk about that scene though because I I loved, one of my notes here is... uh, Everyone's acting like Brooke is acting normal. Yeah. And it's really strange to me. And it's I was yes. so glad to see Nathan walk in. And mm-hmm. even though he didn't acknowledge flat out, hey, you're being weird. Like, this is beyond yeah. just you fell down the stairs and you had yeah, a weird couple of days. You clearly didn't like, fall down the stairs. What's going on? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. he did. He was preserving her pride and privacy and all those things that mm-hmm. she was clearly wanting to hold on to, but also letting her know hey, I'm here for you in a very real and important way beyond yeah. a suggestion of therapy, which was nice, but still like, yeah. but still just not, which, not noticing what's really going on beyond yeah. like, here's your apartment key. And uh, there's other, 
you know, really big deal things happening besides you falling down the stairs, Brooke, you know, beyond yeah. the, he just dropped into a level of um, acknowledging that there was something deeper going on. And I appreciated that. I did too. And I liked that he didn't, he, he was really gentle, but he didn't like Nathan doesn't let Brooke get away with it. When yeah. she says, I'm fine, really, his response is, that sounds like something I'd say. Mm-hmm. And then he goes into this whole thing, like, yes, we've experienced a loss, but it doesn't mean your problems are any less important. Oh. And then he reminds her, like, love that. Because there's that freeze of, I don't know what to share. So he keeps sharing. He reminds her of their similar roads, their same cliques in high school, the parents that were like children. We were these bad versions of ourselves, and look who we've become. And I know how hard it is. Yeah. And I want, I, I don't want you to isolate. I want you to come talk to me. Like, I'm an ally here for you. And, and I think there's something so important. Interestingly, because Brooke has had this terrible relationship with her parents, and they haven't been there for her. And Nathan has had this terrible relationship with Dan, but like Deb is finally showing up. In a way, now that he has a mom who's showing up for him, he's able to show up for Brooke as the dad he is, as Jamie's dad. But Mm. he like, I felt like he was being my father figure in this scene. Yeah. And it was so kind. And like, she's just never, Brooke's never had that. Yeah. And And it's a really interesting thing to be in a, in a moment in these characters' lives where, like, the kids are now the parents and you get to be both. I I just loved it. And I was like, oh, my God, I completely forgot that the whole reason we had this scene is because James was like, hey, writers, you're really missing an important (laughs) connection here. And they did it. It's, like, so cool. I like the theme of that you were just, I think you started to get there, but it it's that ev- life moves on. Like everything yeah. keeps everything keeps going. Mm-hmm. It, that's you know thinking about the way that Brooke is grieving and the way that Nathan's talking to her. Yeah, everything moves on, but you're still important. Your problem here really mm-hmm. matters. Mm-hmm. The way that watching Quentin's mother and family Ugh. grieve, and in this way of like being present in the moment, patient with their own grief, but also the acknowledgement of life moving on. That's how she had the ability to speak so much life and love into these six people standing in front of her Mm -hmm. in a moment when it should have been all about her. And she had that grace to be able to turn it around and give it to them. Um, Mm -hmm. Even the um, Dan and, and, uh, Tori, st- sorry, Dan yeah. and Carrie stuff, which part of me wishes they would have paused on that until this episode was over because it just, it really yeah. does feel so disjointed. Um, but even that, there was this element of it, it all, life just keeps moving on. And Haley in the classroom, that is my favorite, that's my favorite yes. Haley teacher moment ever. Yes. The writing was really good. Ugh. It was really good. It just hit the nail on the head. Life moves on. And what's it all for? And think about something bigger than the moment you're in, but be in the moment Mm -hmm. you're in. Oh, God. So complex. Right before we come into that big share for you with all the students, all these students that are grieving your loss, Robbie, like, what do we do? Our friend is gone. This person we looked to. Right before you give them essentially the, the cheat code, the like bigger meaning of it all. 
Uh, Peyton does it for me. She says, life's too short to let the bitter ones change how awesome you are. Yes. And it's that. It's like this reminder that it can be over in an instant and there is meaning, but you have to claim it. You have to choose it. And then, and then we cut to you and you're helping a room full of kids choose to lean into their community, choose to lean into their grief, choose to say the hard thing. Yeah, write it on the desk. Get it out of your body. Yeah. This is what literature is. This is what life is. It's grief and pain and love and relationships. It's like, I think mm. the episode feels so big because it hits on the things that are, while it is so specific because it's about Quentin, it hits on the most universal truths we experience as people. Ooh, amen. Yep. Right. Yeah, that uh, that that scene was powerful. I, uh, you and you and those kids. I was like, sheesh. And they had that kid who was like, "What is it all for?" You know, I was like, yeah. "Oh man!" And you were just yeah. so joy. Ugh. And I even <laughs> loved that, that you know because this was Ashley's first episode coming into your classroom, yeah. Samantha. Yeah. I loved that they had her narrate the opening and closing of the episode. Yeah, I loved, I loved that. that the student that the never outsider. met you. Yeah. Yes, the total was like, outsider. Whoa, I can see how much this person affected this place. Really? I I want that. I want belonging like this. There was something more powerful even because she'd never met you. For sure. Like I'm telling you, top to bottom, this was really an episode. Mm -hmm. It put, it really did like iconic. What's the word I'm looking for? Iconize you. What's the word? It made you an icon. It made you an icon. Yeah, whatever. I'll say it the other way. It made you canonized. (laughs) Canonized. Iconized. Yeah, iconized. Let's. We'll find it one day. But um, it did. It put you just smack in the middle of this revolutionary moment in the show. I I can't think of. I well, I can, but there's probably on one hand moments in the entire series like this you can count Mm -hmm. on one hand that changed the course of everything for everyone yeah i think like probably nathan and Haley's marriage was a really big that kind of shifted it the everything Mm -hmm. got flipped a little upside down um and peyton and brooke and the the kidnapping psycho derek attack kind of thing was pretty crazy and then and then this i don't after this i don't even know what happens i don't know i don't even care this is it It was the pinnacle of our show it was crazy to say yeah. the least, it, it it did. It really affected everything. Um, it was so I mean, beautiful. You, you met so many new characters, and like, it it just it was like a catalyst for like I don't know uh, the next phase of the show. Have you had to have people? Have you had to walk people through anything as you've had fans come up to you over time? Has it ever been beyond just, oh my gosh, you were so great, I cried so hard when you died? Have you ever had anybody come up and share something with you that you've like? That 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 the process of grieving Quentin or what they what they went through with that, where you really had to like, you got to connect with somebody in in a more meaningful way. I would love to say yes. That would sound so deep and poetic, dude. It's all right, but no, not it's worth really. asking the question because we get people come up all the time and they're like, you know, when this happened or when that happened, it was meaningful yeah. to me because ABC. So yeah, yeah, like it's it's more. It's it's more like we have we share some laughs because it's like, oh my gosh, I cried so much when you died. You're alive though. You're alive. And I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm I'm alive. Yeah, it's crazy. I'm here. You know, 
she was still you know yeah (laughs) and they're like oh my gosh it's so amazing can i I, like touch you you're actually still alive this is awesome you know that that has happened so many times and that's always funny and then it's just like okay see you later oh my gosh he's alive and then you know that's kind of it (laughs) you know what was really sort of striking to me about this is you know, because this is obviously the beginning of season six, and it was the beginning of season three when we when we dealt with our first real experience of storytelling around gun violence on the show. Yeah. And to think about, I don't know, there there's something that sort of took my breath away last week watching 602 when this happens to you. I was like, oh, wow it's only the second time that we've talked about this in six years. Mm. And, and it was, it was sort of this moment. I, before we watched this today, I looked up cause I was like, okay, you know, out in the world, we experience more and more of these incidents and more and more of these incidents, especially that affect high school kids, school aged kids. And I was like, what, what was sort of changing there? And this was 2008. And the assault weapons ban expired in 2004. And, you know, we've seen a 258% increase in in these gun violence incidents in schools since. Mm. And there was, there was like something that also really like sort of broke my heart about that, about the fact that when we were making our show, this was still like a, like a relatively rare occurrence. Mm-hmm. And part of me just wants to acknowledge because, you know, we do have so many people re-watching it. And we have so many kids in high school that we meet now, as you're saying, at these events that are so beautiful where their community gathers. But, like, kids who only know this, who only know that, like, every couple of days or every other week, there's another one of these incidents that happens and they lose classmates. And I I don't, I don't have, you know, an answer. But I, I just feel like it's worth, like, taking one moment to acknowledge that you know, there's like a heartbreak too in the fact that this used to be rare yeah. when we were making a show about high school and now it's really common. And I don't know, I just want to like hold any, like a moment of space for anybody who's listening with us who like, this might be really triggering for. It's good, um, so, yeah. We just like, we have this crisis and this problem and we're losing people all the time. And I don't know, I, I think because of how, honest this episode felt and to your point like the scenes with the actress who played your mom Robbie like I don't know I I just as we're talking I'm really struck by the fact that I'm proud of how sensitively we handled this because I know that this is a lot of people at home's real story it was it was handled very sensitively I I, there was so much nuance involved in Mm -hmm. processing of the violence Mm-hmm. which is unusual also today. And I, I really, yeah. yeah, it was, that was strange to see all of the, all of the violence, all the back and forth, even with the n- nanny carry stuff that felt clunky and awkward, not because of the actors, but just because we, we were in this dance, this flow of Quentin and then moving into it, another thing but then seeing the grief in someone who is committing violence out of this place of uh, 
grief causing a psychotic break, I guess. I mean, it's just, mm-hmm. there's just so much nuance and in, in pain. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, you're right. We did, we, we did, we all did a really nice job with that. And the writers really did as well. Yeah. yeah I appreciated the tenderness and, and even to your point, like part of me wishes we got a pause with the wild, like nanny Carrie, Dan, you know, crazy, like Kathy Bates storyline. <laughs> But I even appreciated that because of the heaviness of the loss of Quentin, they actually gave us a peek behind the curtain at, at Nanny Carey having experienced oh, yeah. a loss I as well. I needed that. I needed that. I needed that. Yeah. I needed to understand why. Can I interject really quickly? Please. Oh, and, and, give, and give a big, big kudos and shout out to Don Lewis. Dawn, that was her name. I oh, knew it. Yes. Dawn. I, I oh, up, remarkable. I, I, just to give some levity here. Different I world. Watching Don Lewis every week on TV. Yes. Uh, different world as Jaleesa. And when I found Love out, her. and I, when I when I met her on set and she was mom, I found out she was going to be my mom. I was like, wow. wow. <laughs> oh I'm really an actor. I'm really on TV. <laughs> my so cool. mom it's Jaleesa from a I different world. I loved her. I loved I a different loved world. Her. I love that show. Me too. Me too. And I'm like, man, can we just give a, a salute to her amazing yeah. performance as yes. Queen's mom? Because she, so she killed those scenes on that mm-hmm. in that episode and all the scenes. That so she much did. dignity yeah. and grace. Oh, wow. So shout out to Don Lewis. We love you. Yes. Him. And you yes, know what? Man. Don, I shared such a special experience, like a special moment with Don. You did? Because it was 2008. And, you know, I'd been running around working on the presidential campaign for a year. And um, yeah. and she and I watched the election results come in when Barack <gasps> Obama got elected. Oh, wow. It's amazing. We were together at, at a restaurant watching on like all the all the sport all the TVs that normally ran sports in Wilmington yeah. were running the election and wow. and I I was crying and I looked to my left and Dawn was sitting next to me and she just started to sob <sighs> and it was this like unbelievably profound moment because there was so much hope and I was watching this incredible moment in history yeah. with this incredible like respected iconic actress this yeah. this powerhouse of a black woman who just said i didn't know if i'd ever get to see this yeah. and she just started to sob and i wrapped my arms oh. around her and i was like we don't know each other very well but i love you uh, <laughs> like good. you know because we were there together as we always are often are in these moments like we're away from our families. We're away from people because we're working together and it's beautiful, but it can be strange when like a monumental thing happens. Yeah. And she and I just sat there holding each other crying, being like, what is, this is magical. <laughs> it was right. It was wild. It was so I cool. that. Yeah. It was oh, so, so great. special. Yeah. I just love her. Yeah. That's amazing. That's an amazing yeah. story. I love that. That's I was like, story. I'm really glad I'm here with you. <laughs> yeah. That's a great story. Wow. Nothing is more fun for me than decorating, whether it's like I've moved, I have to go on location somewhere, or my friends are moving. I just want to design people's houses. (laughs) It's happy. And you know, like a place goes from just being 
you know, like a box you live into a home. Only Wayfair has everything you need to bring that mm-hmm. vision to life. I can attest to this personally. I am on this site all the time finding amazing things for my home. Wayfair is the place to shop for everything home from sofas and beds to dining sets and decor. No matter your style or budget, there is a Waberhood in every zip code brought to life by everyone who makes their home truly their own with Wayfair. A huge selection of home goods ranging from appliances and area rugs to beds and wall art. Everything you need for your living room, outdoor areas, bedroom and more. Wayfair makes it easy with fast and free shipping, even on the big stuff. And they'll even help you set it up. Every style is welcome in the Waberhood. Visit Wayfair.com or get the Wayfair mobile app. That's W-A-Y-F-A-I-R.com. Wayfair, every style, every home. I know there's a couple folks out there that don't know what they're doing for this summer yet. Um, So we have that solved for you. We figured it out. You are going to go to CheapCaribbean.com to find deals on all your favorite, all-inclusive destinations, and you're going to spend your summer in paradise. Yeah, guys, come on. Take a break. You work hard. Everybody's working so hard. Mm. Swim up to the bar in Punta Cana or sit with your toes in the sand on the shores of Cancun. You can score an extra $175 off site-wide vacations of four nights or more now through June 3rd. Summer is going to be here before you know it. So do your deal and find vacays in your price range at CheapCaribbean.com. That's CheapCaribbean.com. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? So I saw that Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAPI-owned brands right now online and in-store. I love that. For the entire month of May, join Macy's in supporting AAPI-owned fashion brands, I really appreciate that a big brand like Macy's is supporting Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. Plus, you can help to support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in store to AAPI scholarships. AAPI is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian and Pacific Islander students. So join us by rounding up your purchase to the nearest dollar at checkout to support AAPI scholars and educational nonprofits. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. Do you know that this has been a tradition in my family for many years? Uh, my mother used to love pecan sandies from Keebler. She Aww. would bring them home and I would find her in the kitchen taking a little nibble on a stressful day. <laughs> and I love it. I love it so much. I've adopted it myself. I love coming home and just taking a moment to step away from all the daily expectations and enjoy a little, little Keebler sandy. Listen, you know I love a snack break, and Keebler Sandies are perfect for that. They are buttery shortbread cookies made with delicious ingredients like cranberries, Joy's favorite pecans, and almonds. Mm. Each Keebler Sandy shortbread cookie is baked to perfection by the Keebler Elves for a light sweetness and a texture that melts in your mouth. The delicate sweetness, the buttery flavor, the crumbly texture, they make Keebler Sandies the perfect pairing with your coffee or tea. Whether you're enjoying Keebler Sandies as an afternoon snack, serving them at a party, or simply indulging in some me time, they are a classic shortbread cookie that brings simple pleasure to every bite. When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies is the perfect treat that will keep you going. Next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for a Keebler Sandy shortbread cookie and enjoy a simple moment of comfort. I 
have a question. I want to pivot a little bit. Pivot, Joy, pivot. It's just because I want to get through some of these notes and make sure we hit all. You made a comment when we were watching, Sophia, when we did the scene in the mirror with the lipstick. You said, I hated that scene. And it wasn't even a, I mean, I guess it was a scene, but it was just a shot, really. Yeah, it was like an eighth of a page moment. So she's staring in the mirror. (laughs) It's the same thing as the writing on the, on the, uh, projector board you know when it's all the like not good enough not blah 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 enough it was yeah. the same type of deal but it was now we're wow. we're doing um uh beautiful mind or what's the what's the matt damon one revenge yeah. payback and i was like yeah. we did one of these ones where we projected words on my face and it was so profound <laughs> and this feels so lame oh no <laughs> written in lipstick on the mirror circling her bruises lipstick. with a word on it and like oh. one's a square and one's a circle and one's a triangle. I'm like, what weird shapes Mad Libs is this? Like, <laughs> I, it was just so, it was bad. And I was like, could I not have just looked in the mirror? Like, you guys have me like shooting a gun straight down the lens of camera Oof. in this episode. I think people can tell I'm pretty upset. <laughs> Like, I don't know if we needed avenge and payback. She likes to write on walls. I'm down. I just thought it was so cheesy. Did you have to stand there while they set that shot up? Because how else did they how else did they circle the bruises in the right place and all that? I, yeah, I must have. I must have stood there for the shapes and then they like drew in the words while I attempted not to expire <laughs> from embarrassment. And then we rolled. You committed on the camera. to it. I mean, it's your point, Robbie. Paul Johansson is a good team captain. He's like, you gotta commit. You don't have to like it, but you have to commit. And I was like, oh, man. This is all just so hilarious to me. The look on your face when she started talking <sighs> about the thing. I knew. I was like, <laughs> oh, God, here we go. It's just like, and I get that not everything can be the best. Not every scene can be the best scene. Right. But sometimes I'm just like, we're so much better than this. Right? Right. This is what we're doing. <laughs> right. Come on. This man. whole episode is so good. And right. this, feel, this feels. Right. Mm, Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was a bit of a stretch. It was a little bit of a stretch. It was. That's hilarious. I didn't love it. Right. But I committed. Right. Yeah. So so it was like, this is what we doing? Really? really? You know what I will say, though? Because I, I really do think, like, jokes aside about how embarrassed I was, there was so much that was so subtle in this episode. Like, I have so many notes about things like, the ease you see between Lucas and Peyton. Like there's a gentleness between Hillary and Chad that is so yeah. beautiful in this episode. Yeah. There is a there is a quiet. It was a breath to the we hurt. needed. You you need it. And there's like there's a quiet to the hurt that you see people expressing. Like Antoine's entire performance in this episode is so beautiful. So beautiful. It's reserved and it's honest and it's heartbroken. And when it cuts to him in another, you know, eighth of a page moment standing in the gym alone on the logo, crying. Mm. Like everything in the episode was so subtle and beautiful. And I think maybe that's why my like face art stood out. I was like, this isn't subtle. Mad Libs face, lipstick face Let's art. Let's not. We don't need to do this. It's too much. Everything is so gentle and so beautiful in this whole mm. script. Antoine was great, by the way. Oh, like that was so great. That's in my notes too. He He really nailed it. And he doesn't get a chance in our show to be emotional very often. He's one of the comic relief mm. guys. He's relied upon to be come in with some sincere advice on occasion and also mm. be funny. Um, yeah. 
So yeah, this felt great to see him just be allowed to express yeah. himself in a new way. I mean, when under his breath, he said to Chad, how does a mother ever breathe again? Mm. Oh, yeah. It sucker punched me right in the heart. I was yeah. like, no, it hurts. I can't. Me too. It's just beautiful. He was beautiful. Okay, I'm going to take a poll, though. It's Deb walking over to Skills <gasps> in the middle of gasp? the funeral. Yes. What do we think about this? What do we think about this? Yes or no? <laughs> is it appropriate or is it not? Here's the thing. As a human, <laughs> Robbie's dying. You want to hold the person you love. Yes. As a human who is having sex with her son's <laughs> best friend, I feel like it's not the moment. Hold your son. You said it. You said it. You said it. I was like, this is when you're going to reveal? I didn't think you were going to say it out loud. You said a it. A big reveal. I mean, look, everybody can't reveal. be perfect. I loved it for our show and for storyline yeah. purposes and, and for, for the drama, drama it's going to cause. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It, it had to happen. But cringe. Oh. Oof. <laughs> I just had to bring it up. I had to. You see her yeah. like look over at skills. And we both just went, oh, no, oh, God, oh, no, don't do and it. And then not only, she didn't just, like, go put her arm around him. She put her arm under his shoulder, and then she put her other arm around yeah. his tummy. Like snuggled. Like, the lower tummy touch is so intimate. I was like, no, no. Not the tummy touch. The tummy touch. It's not right. Oh, man. I never heard it called that before. That's brilliant. Yeah, she t- she tummy touched me, dog. It was amazing. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> it made me oh, very gosh. uncomfortable. I don't have anything else except uh, Jamie uh, is the most advanced five year old ever. That's right. all that I have here. <laughs> Sewing a cape. Was he like twelve? Yeah, I know, right? I think he was, was eight. Twelve. I think he was eight, but he probably should yeah. have been. Yeah, he had to be five for the timeline of the show. But I never met a five-year-old that was making those kinds of decisions and having those conversations and I sewing, know. advocating for himself to go to the funeral and dressing himself oh, in his little suit. Oh man, the crooked tie ruined me. I was like, okay, mm. I'm done. He can, the way I, the way they wrote him processing all of this was so yes. good. It was like yeah. he just was trying to like continue on oh he's gonna love this cape blah 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 and then mm-hmm. when he just drops it on the oh my gosh it's heartbreaking when he drops it on the <gasps> basket you're just like oh my heart yeah oh, yeah man. well i love that that's the thing that sent brooke over the edge too it was mm-hmm. like finally she broke yes, and could yes. release yeah. all that oh which we've been yeah. waiting for we've been holding our breath for like three episodes for that yes. yeah well and i think when you are when you are in that state, when you're experiencing you've experienced trauma and you are dissociating, mm-hmm. it often can't be your own thing that puts you back in your feelings. It's something you witness another person go through. Mm, that's true. And oh boy, like the way that it cracked her in the story, it really it did to me. It did it to me today. The minute he opened that little box. I was like, here it comes. Oh, oh God. God. And I was just sobbing. It's like, it's so. It's so intense. It's just such a pure moment. And yeah, we were, we were so honest about grief in this episode. And I think it's probably why everybody always cries because it's, 
it's impossible to sit with this, with this little boy and not sit with your own emotion. Right. How old are your kids again? Two and five. Two and five. I mean, as you've got a five-year-old, you've got somebody who's supposed to be Jamie's age right now. I know. And I'm just like, imagine her trying to process some grief right now. Mm. I try to keep it so far away from her. If we have anything that, that pops up like that, like, yeah. no, nah, she's not going to go to the funeral. I'll just go. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. no. She doesn't need to be dealing with that kind of stuff right now. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That was another thing. Yeah. Nathan with the flashback <laughs> so, so, like, of, of the funeral with his grandfather and Dan talking about Ugh. what a crazy story. I don't have anything to say about it. I just, it was on my mind. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was one of those other moments where you're like, huh. Interesting choice in this episode. We, we needed to do that. And I feel like there was time we could have spent other places, but sure. Yeah. Okay. No problem. I would have much rather have seen a flashback of Quentin. Yeah. Did we even see him at all in the episode? No. No. No, just photos of you. Yeah. It was just like Just pictures. photos of you with your family. What I did love was getting to finally meet Quentin's little brother. Oh, hey, that kid was so cute and he was so he was sweet wonderful. and good on set too. Remember what a sweetheart yes. he was? Yeah, he just was so a nice. sweet little angel. And the and the connection between him and Jackson yeah. was so special because you got to see these kids figure it out a little bit together. Yeah. And oh my God, when your little brother got up and took your place in the line with the team and put your jersey oh, on, I sobbed. I just ugly cried. Oh. I was like, I gotta go. Oh, Oh, yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. All the little details were really beautiful. And I had met that little boy. I I met all of them, Don and the little brother and all that stuff. Yeah. And I was like, to see this little boy doing that, what? Wow. Yeah. That little boy is what I remember the most about this episode besides standing at graveside. And he's a grown man now. It would be really interesting to see if he remembers any of this stuff. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, or simply just want to soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder. Or find a featured all-inclusive package to Sunscape Resorts and Spas and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? So I saw that Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAPI-owned brands right now online and in-store. I love that. For the entire month of May, join Macy's in supporting AAPI-owned fashion brands. I really appreciate that a big brand like Macy's is supporting Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. Plus, you can help to support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in-store to AAPI scholarships. AAPI is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. So join us by rounding up your purchase to the nearest dollar at checkout to support AAPI scholars and educational nonprofits. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. Do you know that this has been a tradition in my family for many years? Uh, My mother 
used to love pecan sandies from Keebler. She would bring them home and I would find her in the kitchen taking a little nibble on a stressful day. (laughs) And I love it. I love it so much. I've adopted it myself. I love coming home and just taking a moment to step away from all the daily expectations and enjoy a little, little Keebler sandy. Listen, you know I love a snack break, and Keebler Sandies are perfect for that. They are buttery shortbread cookies made with delicious ingredients like cranberries, Joy's favorite pecans, and almonds. Mm. Each Keebler Sandy shortbread cookie is baked to perfection by the Keebler Elves for a light sweetness and a texture that melts in your mouth. The delicate sweetness, the buttery flavor, the crumbly texture. They make Keebler Sandies the perfect pairing with your coffee or tea. Whether you're enjoying Keebler Sandies as an afternoon snack, serving them at a party, or simply indulging in some me time, they are a classic shortbread cookie that brings simple pleasure to every bite. When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies is the perfect treat that will keep you going. Next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for a Keebler Sandies shortbread cookie and enjoy a simple moment of comfort. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small, and when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. So therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. I've had um, plenty of times in my life and seasons where I have needed a safe space where I could just uh, know that there was no judgment. I could just sort of dump out whatever I was thinking. And sometimes mm-hmm. even just hearing myself say things out loud made it mm-hmm. easier to go, wait a second, actually, I don't believe that. Why am I carrying that narrative around in my brain? But yeah. it doesn't always feel easy to say that kind of stuff to friends or people you're in relationship with. So I love therapy for that reason and many more. I do too. I totally agree, especially because therapy is a dedicated chunk of time. Like for me, it's an hour a week where I really focus on my self-care. It's like, I think of it as a, you know, gym for my brain and my heart. And it's so important Mm -hmm. to take care of yourself in that way. And like you said, Joy, you can't always unburden on your friends. And I think a lot of us sometimes don't talk about what's going on with us because we feel guilty asking somebody to help us work through something. But that's literally a therapist's job. And I think that's why it works so well. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com drama today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot drama. Okay, so Jessica's question is really good and and so on topic. Okay. And it's actually for you and me, Joy. She says, do you remember how Jackson handled the filming of Quentin's funeral as his character's mom and godmother? How did you two walk him through the weight of this episode? It feels like a lot to handle for a young kid. It's mm. a great question. I do think it's important to touch on something we were just speaking about, that even though Jamie is five, Jackson was eight or nine years old by this point. Yes. So he, he was much, he had many more years under his belt of sort of awareness. And I think, honestly, you know, we really deferred to his mom at this point. It was like, how do you want us to talk to him about this? Should we just make set fun? You know, she really had to talk to him about 
what wasn't real, but what was being represented and why it deserved reverence and respect, but didn't have to really be sad. Yeah. he was, that feels important. I think that's absolutely right. And he was also at an age where he was already watching, he was watching movies and he was, you know, he was seeing, yeah. uh, there's a lot of stuff that like a seven, eight year old boys are watching that where you see people die, you see people sad and grieving and all this kind of stuff that are, is probably more action movies and stuff. But I think he still had experience watching a lot of that. So I felt like he was just mimicking and doing his best based on what he had seen and he did a great job. And, uh, but I don't, I think set was kind of fun. I know he missed you, Robbie. I know he really was upset that you were gone. He was. Yeah. Um, I don't know that he was, he wasn't like sad, crying, upset. Like I, this is real. I think it was just like, he was really? super bummed. That, you know, you guys got on, like, he had so much fun with you. And it was like, well, I'm here I am making friends. It was like probably the first introduction to one of the hardest parts of this industry, which is make friends, go go away, make new friends, go away, make new friends, go away. Um, That's hard. And and for a kid to have to get introduced to that is is tough. Um, So, yeah, I know he was upset about that. But um, in terms of the the weight and the heaviness of the the storyline... I think yeah. it felt like probably in every other day on set thing, he was just yeah. doing what he doing what he did was being mm-hmm. an actor. And I think because he'd been with us for a whole year at this point, he he got so good at at mirroring energy. So when scenes were playful and we'd play with him, like when you guys would dance in the gym, he was ready to play. Yeah. And if everyone was serious, he knew he was also supposed to be serious. Yep. And I think, I think that made it easier for him. I, I would have probably been a little, not worried, but like more concerned if this had been his third episode ever. But it was his third episode of his second season. He was yeah. so practiced with yeah. us by then Definitely. that I think the the sort of safety of our onset family also was really helpful. And you know, his mom was around every day, so yeah. he had a lot of people to go to and talk to and process with and answer his questions. It's a really good question, though. Thank you, Jessica. Thanks, Jessica. Yeah. Should we spin a wheel? Should we end on a high note? Uh, Yes, please. Robbie, we, you didn't get to do this with us last time. We like to do, we spin a wheel every week and we figure out what you're most likely to is. Whoa. You know, high school yearbook, like most likely to succeed, most likely to open up a business in a small town. Who is most likely to, you read it. Most likely to go skinny dipping at a hotel. <laughs> okay, so what character do you think, and and what actual cast member do you think? We do both. Oh, oh. Ah, which character do I think is most likely to go skinny dipping in a hotel, and which mm-hmm. cast member do I think is most likely to go skinny dipping at a hotel? That is a great one. <laughs> okay, I love it. You let my wheels turn a little Are bit. you making that face because it's you? No, definitely not me. 100% not me. <laughs> well, I don't know. Not Quentin and not Robbie. <laughs> you look like you have a cute secret and I can't wait to hear what it is. Uh, well, well, always have a little something. Okay. All right. What character do we think? My char- The character that I think that will be most likely to go skinny dipping at a hotel is Crazy Nanny Tori. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nanny Carey. I put her, all her names together. Uh, mm-hmm. N- Nanny Carey. I think she would do it in a heartbeat. Or 
Barbara. Barbara in real life? Yeah. I think that's so. genius. I was going to say Deb. I was too. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I don't know if Barbara would go skinny dipping in a hotel, but maybe she would. I feel like she would. She gives those vibes. Y'all, here's what I'm going to say. I mean, Robbie, you are one of our favorite family men. But for your friends over here who've been divorced, like phase two is always a little wild. Is and it? Barbara is in. Barbara is in the sexiest phase two I've ever seen a human be in. Mm-hmm. So like if phase two Barbara is down to skinny dip, like I'm not I'm not like a naked person. But if Barbara was like, we're going skinny dipping, I'd be like, okay, let's go. Like I would do anything that woman told me at this point. So like all bets are off. I don't know what to say. It's so good. I got to tell you, though, guys, I, I really think in real life, the person who would actually go skinny dipping in a hotel is Moira yeah. Kelly. <gasps> I love that. I answer. really believe that. I love that answer. <laughs> she's a sleeper hit. You she wouldn't is. expect it, but then it tracks. Oh, she's so fun, though. She loves to party. She loves to have fun. She just is like, she keeps it all under wraps. But I 1000% see her at two o'clock in the morning being like, come on, come on. Let's oh, go. Come on. Nobody's going to see. Let's go. Being like, look, all the windows are dark. No one will see us. <laughs> and if they do, who cares? That's amazing. I love it. Oh, man. I love it. <laughs> Oh, thank you for joining us, Robbie. This was amazing. Thank you. Thank you, honey. This is great. This is beautiful. You are such a treat. And thank you, you know, for our friends at home. We are recording this episode the day before Thanksgiving, uh, as happens when people live all over the country and have children to wrangle. Hillary (laughs) had a, a kid upside down moment and had to run and fill in for something going on on the East Coast. And we called Robbie and we're like, hey, what are you doing in five minutes? Do you want to get on a Zoom with us and be our third co-host today? And this sweet angel of a man said yes. So thank you for not only being the best human, but like for always showing up when your people need you. It's always a joy. Well, thank you for having me. And I appreciate you calling me all of those amazing We love things. you. That is we love you, Robbie. And this was such a pleasure. So much fun. Always great seeing your faces. Yes. And we love you. too. Next episode, season six, episode four, Bridge Over Troubled Water. Yep, here we go again. Thanks, here comes everybody. The drama. <laughs> thanks, y'all. Have a good one. Hey, thanks for listening. Don't forget to leave us a review. You can also follow us on Instagram at dramaqueensoth or email us at dramaqueens at iheartradio.com. See you next time. We're all about that high school drama girl, drama girl, all about them high school queens. We'll take you for a ride in our comic girl, drama girl, cheering for the right team. Drama queens, drama queens, smart girl, rough girl, fashion but you're tough girl, you could sit with us girl. Drama queens, drama queens, drama queens, drama, drama queens, drama queens. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, Booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, or simply just want to soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder. Or... Find a featured all-inclusive package to Sunscape Resorts and Spas and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
Boy, I've spent definitely a significant amount of time in therapy in my life. And I think there's just so many layers to life that can be hard to navigate and having somebody there to just talk through things really makes, it makes the days easier sometimes. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. I don't know about y'all. I love the holidays, and they also stress me out. (laughs) Yesterday, I was trying to get everybody's gifts wrapped, and I just needed a second. I was on my fourth paper cut. And I was like, okay, take a walk around the house, calm yourself down. And you know what I did? I went and got myself a cookie and I felt better. So all I'm saying is if you're tired or besieged by paper cuts, I think you deserve a cookie too. I agree. Guys, Keebler (laughs) Sandies are buttery. They're shortbread cookies made with delicious ingredients like cranberries, pecans, and almonds. And each Keebler Sandy shortbread cookie is baked to perfection by those cute little Keebler elves for a light sweetness and a texture that melts in your mouth. When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies. It's the perfect treat that'll keep you going. Next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for a Keebler Sandies shortbread cookie to enjoy a simple moment of comfort. Is it hoarding if it's boots? I don't think so. A woman can never have too many pairs of boots. It's the perfect gift for your loved ones and for yourself. So this festival and concert season is all about boots. Everybody has to show up in style and Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert with all your friends. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break in period. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink and shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. 